In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. That's a different prayer than I usually use in the beginning of my sermons. I, I always pray, uh, may only your word be spoken, O Lord, may only your word be heard. This final prayer that whatever I mess up, y'all don't hear. And you just hear what God wants you to hear, not whatever I'm saying. Um, so I'm hoping that happens today too, but I thought it appropriate to pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. On Trinity Sunday, when we celebrate the mystery of what we believe and who we believe God is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three distinct persons and yet only one God, and how in the world is that supposed to work? Um, I guess the real short answer is, I don't know. Um, how does that work? We don't know. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't make uh, a whole lot of rational sense. How did we come to this understanding of God as Trinity of three persons and yet one God? Deuteronomy 6.4, God declares to the people of Israel that God is one. Hear, O Israel, I am the Lord your God, I am one. And that was the core of the faith of the people of Israel, that there was one God, not many, as other nations would believe. So how do we come to this understanding of God as three and yet one? Well, the answer is the same as the correct answer to any question in Sunday school. Jesus. Yes. That's always the right answer when we tell her in Sunday school. Always the right answer is, uh, is Jesus. That's how we came to this understanding of God as three and yet one. In, um, in creation, God spoke the world into existence. And we have this, this thought of, okay, there's God speaking, there's the word that God's speaking, God's spirit moved and over the waters of creation. I'm not really sure what it's doing, but it's there. We've got God's spirit working too. We have God's spirit speaking to, uh, through the prophets. Um, throughout Scripture, um, the Spirit comes upon prophets and they start to speak. And they're speaking God's Word. And they're sometimes even talking to God in heaven. So we see this kind of three emanation type of thing of God. But there wasn't any thought that God was three. It was simply God is one. There's God's Spirit speaking. But then came Jesus. And the Son of God, God who had become human, was standing in the Jordan River having just been baptized by John, and the heavens opened, and the Spirit of God descended upon Jesus in bodily form like a dove, and God's voice from heaven spoke and said, This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. So we've got God who becomes human, standing in a river, the Spirit of God is there, alighting upon God, and God's voice from heaven speaking to God, and we all got very confused. And, um, and the church wrestled with this for centuries, trying to figure out, well, they're all God. So we've got these three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but they're one. God is one, period. Deuteronomy, we know that God is one. And so tried to suss out, how does this all work? And we came up with a variety of understandings about how this worked. I love it. I love getting to learn about all of these different theologies of how does the Trinity work in seminary. And uh, I, we found there was a we joked about in seminary that rectors, they don't preach on Trinity Sunday. They get their assistants to preach, or even better, they get their seminarians to preach. 
Because seminarians, they are so full of all of this wonderful seminary wisdom and knowledge and puffed up pride that they just can't wait to preach on Trinity Sunday. And I was right there, full of seminary knowledge and wisdom and puffed up pride. So I, two years during seminary, I preached on Trinity Sunday, and I think six out of seven years as an assistant, I preached on Trinity Sunday. And um, it was why I couldn't wait, especially when I was in, in seminary, to get to tell everybody just all of these wonderful ways of understanding. I tried to, then I was a rector here for the first time last year. I was a rector on Trinity Sunday. I didn't have to preach. Except there was no one else. I tried to uh, coerce Kristen into preaching <laughs> last year for Trinity Sunday, and she's not as dumb as I look, so she didn't do it. But um, we have these, have these wonderful, one of my favorites was that um, it was like from the story of creation, God spoke. And so there was this God, the speaker, speaking. Then there was the word of God that actually was active in creation, that was speak, that was the word that actually moved, and then the spirit, the breath that was spoken. It was, I thought that was really cool. I love that explanation. I've heard other, there was one about the egg, and um, like the shell, and the yolk, and the white, and that, that's kind of, yeah, whatever. Um, one professor described Jesus as like, Three, well, he talked about Jesus, so it worked for the Trinity. It's like, so you got the, the vodka, the tequila, and the triple sack all together, equal parts in one. Yeah, it was an Episcopal seminary, so what <laughs> But um, all of the ways that I heard that we've talked about understanding the Trinity, except for one that I've heard, miss a central element of what we believe about God. And that is relationship. In the beginning, we heard that God made humankind in his image. Let us make humankind in our image, God said. And in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And it was good. And then in the second story of creation, we heard something of what that image of God is. What was the first thing that wasn't good in creation? No, before that, before the fruit, before the fall, it was not good that the man was alone. Yeah. And so, God made Eve. And together, Adam and Eve and God, Adam and Eve were finally fully and truly human. They were one. We were made in that image of God, that image of relationship. Any relationship we have is not between two people, but three. Person and person and God. And every relationship we have is a little image of the Trinity. We understand the mystery of God being three distinct persons and yet one a lot better than we realize if we would, but get out of our heads and into our hearts. Whenever we have a relationship with someone, we don't lose our identity in that relationship, and yet the closer we come to love that person, the more we become one with that person, while we are still fully ourselves. In our hearts, we understand the truth. A few weeks ago, Rachel Frawley preached at Senior Recognition Sunday. 
and gave us a word, Ubuntu, which means I am because we are. That was what Adam and Eve found. I am because we are. We are not fully who we are unless we have others in relationship with us. And so we understand very well how this whole Trinity thing works. Not with our brains, not with knowledge, but with love and in our hearts. We understand quite, quite well what it is to be three and yet one. In relationships with others and yet still fully ourselves. And that's who we understand God to be, this relationship of persons who always have been and always will be bound together so completely in love of each other that they are one and still distinctly true. In the name of God, Father, Son, and